Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show, where we fight daily for truth, justice, and the American way. Great to have you with us in the fight for our great constitutional republic. And the fight, as you well know, is intensifying by the day. Whether it's the court cases raging against President Trump, three in New York, another in Georgia, and of course the phony Jack Smith special counsel investigation, all bogus nonsense, all political persecution, and all to undercut President Biden's presumptive political opponent in 2024, President Donald Trump. It is all outrageous, and the same Marxist-dim forces that are attacking relentlessly President Trump are spying on you, me, and the American people daily. And they want now Congress to reauthorize the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. What do you think? Should they do that? You'll be hearing a lot about Section 702 that permits spying on American citizens, permits warrantless backdoor searches of American citizens with an error rate of 30%. That's more than a million U.S. citizens who the FBI spy on without a warrant for no purpose whatsoever. As Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan asked, why not get the FBI out of the spying business altogether if they're that reckless and seek that many searches? Here he is. Americans are being picked up in this incidental collection. We don't know the number. My guess is it's pretty darn big. Uh, they won't tell us. And without probable cause, that database is being searched 3.4 million times with all kinds of error rates, as Mr. Gates in his round of questioning uh, determined earlier. Um, How about if we just get the FBI out of the business altogether? The Marxist Dems and the deep state bureaucrats of the federal government are a power, obviously, now unto themselves. They no longer submit to congressional oversight. They do exactly what they want to do, and they only want to keep themselves and the Marxist Dems in power. And President Biden means to keep that power in the hands of Marxist Dems, announcing he's running for re-election this week. Not a surprise, right? Meaning the Marxist cabal who manages this puppet president will still be pulling his strings. And if successful, Barack Obama will effectively have a fourth term in the Oval Office. Our guest today is Congresswoman Harriet Hageman. She's a member of Jordan's Judiciary Committee and the Weaponization Subcommittee. And Congresswoman Hageman, it is a delight to have you back with us on The Great America Show. We appreciate all that you're doing for America. Thanks for joining us. Oh, Lou, I always enjoy visiting with you on your program. Thank you for having me. Well, our our delight. And uh, let's start with the big news of the day. Uh, Joe Biden is going to run for president in 2024, Uh, exciting not his base nor anyone else apparently in the country (laughs) in in sufficient numbers for him to achieve that apparent dream. Your, Your reaction? 
Well, I watched at least portions of the video this morning that he released as his campaign announcement, and there are many observations, one being that the, the level of decline that we're seeing in him and his cognitive ability was very obvious in that. And if they can't even hide it when they're doing the video announcing his reelection, what is he really like behind the scenes? So that's one of the things I would say. The other one is, is he never talked about any of his accomplishments as being good for America because none of his accomplishments are good for America. Now, if you'd been president for two years, wouldn't you be talking about the things you've done to lower energy costs or lower food costs or what you've done to secure the border? But because everything he's done has been a disaster for the American people, they just have to try to point fingers and tell lies about the Republican side of things. You know, I think you're exactly right. And I also think that uh, it is uh, people who think that this is just a big mistake by Joe Biden and the Biden regime of Marxist Dems are, are missing the point, I believe. Uh, well, I, I, and I want to get your rea- I want to get your reaction to this because I think everything he's doing that's destructive uh, uh, to the to the country, to the American people, the great republic, our our heritage, our foundational values, the family. I think every one of it is planned by the Marxist Dems who run this Democrat Party now. You know, Lou, it's almost the only the only conclusion you can come to, because one of the things that I have done is I have racked my brain over the last several years of what is the end goal here? Why would you adopt the policies that are being pushed forward first by an Anthony Fauci and locking down the country? But then since Joe Biden took office two years ago, why would you immediately destroy our energy industry? Why would you immediately do everything in your power to increase the cost of food? Why? Why would you continuously kowtow to a country like or to the Chinese Communist Party? You look at the steps that they've taken and what they've done and every single decision that they've made or, or virtually every single decision has made our country poorer, less safe, less secure, less, uh, uh, less independent less in terms of adhering to our constitutional values, less free. You just go through and any of the major decisions that they have made, uh, canceling the XL pipeline, uh, selling our strategic petroleum reserve oil to China, uh, you go down the list and none of the policies that they're pursuing are in the best interests of America, but they are in the best interests of stockpiling power in Washington, D.C. and empowering people who have never liked the fact that we are a free republic. And staring all Americans right in the face are, is the reality that you're describing. And I, I want to turn to the idea that this this administration can't get anything right, doesn't want to do anything right, and we've tolerated it for almost two and a half years. This man has brought in six million illegal immigrants. Nobody knows what they're doing. Uh, no one knows exactly who's paying for it, the taxpayer, of course, but a lot of NGOs and nonprofits are also involved in this distribution of illegal immigrants across the country. We also have a president that is trying, it seems, harder to get into a war with Russia than to keep us out of a conflict rather than resolve that conflict between Ukraine uh, and Russia. And the list goes on with all of the problems that he is, it seems to me, is creating. Uh, Your thoughts? Well, absolutely. We went and visited the border a couple of months ago. We were down in Yuma. 
And there's a couple of things. I would describe Joe, Bar Joe Biden as the largest human trafficker and, and drug smuggler in U.S. history because he's responsible for what we're seeing. It's an astonishingly inhumane policy that they are implementing, not only for the citizens of this country, but for the illegal immigrants themselves. The sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the drug smuggling, the, the, the abject poverty that we're seeing inflicted. You're suppressing the wages here in this country at the behest of, of importing uh, a, a lower uneducated class that is going to have a very difficult time to assimilate. More than 10 times Times the population of Wyoming has crossed that border illegally in the last two years. Mm -hmm. And that is that is a metric that is just stunning from the standpoint of what it what it will ultimately portend. But keep in mind, the reason the cartels are doing this and they're they're spreading these people all over the country is because they have price lists of what people pay to cross that border. And you can't cross the border without going through the cartel. If you try it, they will kill you. So they they are they they are spreading people all over this country to do their bid, bidding. So if 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 the price list for someone from say Guatemala is eight thousand dollars, they pay four thousand dollars in cash, and they owe four thousand dollars by either engaging in sex trafficking, human trafficking, or drug smuggling. So we, as the federal government, are actually enabling the cartels to spread their abject misery and their drug problems all over the United States of America. They have made $15 billion since Joe Biden came into office on human smuggling. This is a an administration that is aligned with the Mexican drug cartels. There's no other way to look at it. And yep. those drug cartels are now in charge. If there's no border, the cartels are in charge of not only northern Mexico, but the southern four border states of the United States. Uh, it, well, it's, it is extraordinary what's happening. It, it, it is extraordinary. And it is, as I've said, I am fed up with the UN and every country on earth saying that we're required to protect the border integrity, integrity of countries like the Ukraine and elsewhere, but not our own. And my view of it is we have to protect America first, because if you don't, there is no other America out there. We're the last one. We're the last we're the last hope of freedom in the world. We're talking with Congresswoman Hagman. We're going to be talking about what she would like to see Secretary of State Tony Blinken do this evening. And we're going to be talking about the Republicans effort uh, to establish a debt ceiling that is meaningful and brings runaway federal spending, Biden spending, under control. We're coming right back after these quick messages from our sponsors. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back with Congresswoman 
Harriet Hagman. We were talking about a number of critically important issues. Uh, and let's turn to one of the most important, frankly, and that is the role of the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, in putting together the 51 intelligence veterans who signed that letter in 2020 in the presidential, approaching the 2020 presidential debates and organized it and carried out a fraud on the American people. Well, it is shocking. And one of the things that I keep saying about this is that when that story came out in October, when, when the Post, when the New York Post published the story, and then the, the this this group of 51 former intelligence folks issued a letter saying that this had all of the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. I, I realized at that moment that this was an effort at a cover-up because nobody asked the most rudimentary questions that you would ask, which is, okay, you 51 former intelligence folks, did you actually inspect a physical copy or a phys the physical uh, laptop itself? Are you saying that the photographs on that laptop are Russian disinformation? Are you saying the documents were planted there? What are you saying is Russian disinformation? But all they needed to do was make the statement, and then the mainstream media ran with it. Politico, Washington Post, New York Times, all screaming in their headlines that this is Russian disinformation. So those of us in the real world, those of us with a lick of sense, we knew what the cover-up was. What I didn't know until we interviewed uh, Michael Morell, the person who wrote the letter, as to where this came from. And it came from Antony Blinken. And why, and Antony Blinken, our current Secretary of State, and why that is so significant to me is that this gentleman, who has now taken an oath of office that he will uphold the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, clearly he was, um, had his fingers crossed behind his back when he was saying that, because he knew he was going to work for some, for the, for, for the Biden crime family. He knew he was going to be Secretary of State to a gentleman who had been completely compromised by the Chinese Communist Party and by the Ukraine government and by others. So we have a situation where the person who is responsible for our foreign policy fully knows that the person he's working with is corrupt and is part of a corrupt family. Yet he went ahead and did it. So for me, what I keep thinking about is, at, one, at what point do any of these people care enough about the United States of America that their loyalty to us, to our Constitution, to the citizens here, to our freedoms, at what point does that loyalty ever take uh, a front seat in terms of the decisions they make? Because we now know that Antony Blinken was willing to compromise himself and at least 51 other former intelligence people to try to bury the Hunter laptop story because they knew what was on that laptop. And that scares me. And it should scare everyone in this country. 51 former intelligence officials and veterans uh, of these agencies, including five former directors and one acting director, Mike Morell, as you just said, who had the temerity to acknowledge that he did that in, at the behest of the Biden campaign. And everybody knew that that's what had happened. We just didn't understand the, quite the specific architecture of it. And then to find out that it was quite enough that they just simply wanted Biden to be president of the United States, no matter what the lies were that he, they had to put before the American people. Not one of them has recanted, 
By the way, it's important that everybody remember President Obama was in office. These were his intelligence people's uh, uh, officials uh, making these uh, rounds and doing so, obviously, under his imprimatur. And not one person in the national left wing media has taken note of that either. This is a crime against the nation, uh, whether it is criminal. And you're the attorney. You tell me uh, if you can't be prosecuted for this for changing history because they stole the election in those through those actions with that letter and uh, giving him a shield biden a shield against the charge uh, of all that was contained in the hunter biden laptop uh, they lied they put president trump on that debate stage in an impossible situation uh, it, it's just if is there a crime here You know, I don't know the answer to that other than to say that it it was such an astounding level of of disinformation and misinformation. And as you said, the outcome of the election was changed as a result. So I've been saying for years that the 2020 election was rigged. And what I refer to in that is the $500 million from Zuckerberg of get out the vote campaign, uh, get out the Democrat vote campaign, Uh, the, the Hunter Biden, the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop. And why the Hunter Biden laptop is so incredibly significant is because the Biden family we're finding now, we're laundering money from the CCP, from the Chinese Communist Party, through at least 12 members of that family that they were receiving the money directly. So what you've got is, well, you were, they were receiving the money through a variety of LLCs that they had set up for the purpose of laundering that money. And we have someone who it was, it was happening while he was vice president. And then it was happening while he was candidate, a candidate. So then we have all these situations happening with China, the Chinese spy balloon, the fact that they won't come clean on the origins or rigids of the of the COVID-19 virus, all of those things. And we have an administration that's completely mum. So what that tells me is that he's been paid for lock, stock and barrel by the Chinese Communist Party. But we're the ones who are suffering the consequences. And Antony Blinken needs to answer for that. I am demanding that he come before our Judiciary Committee, go under oath and answer the questions as to what he's done. And I think we need to ask him about the decisions that have been made in the last two years to benefit a foreign uh, adversary as as compared to the United States. We'll continue with Congresswoman Harriet Hageman next here on The Great America Show. Stay with us. A quick message from our sponsor. We'll be right back. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We're back with Congresswoman Harriet Hagman and the the Congresswoman just laying out what she wants Tony Blinken to do, which is to appear before the Judiciary Committee uh, on which she uh, she sits. Uh, Give us your thoughts about what you think will be the response to your suggestion that he appear before your committee. Well, we know from this administration 
that they don't believe in legislative oversight. And I think that's been one of the more surprising aspects of being in Congress is we all go back to our education from when we were young, that we have three branches of government. The only role of the executive branch is to carry out the laws as passed by the legislative branch, in this case, Congress. And what we now have is we have almost a rogue government back here in Washington, D.C., and that is that the executive branch and the administrative agencies do not believe that they're answerable to Congress, and they don't believe that they're answerable to the American public. So what I would assume is, as I don't know if you knew, but there has been a letter on April 20th sent by Jim Jordan as the chairman of the Committee on the Judiciary and Michael Turner as chairman on the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence to Antony Blinken asking him to produce a variety of documents no later than May 5th in relation to this particular revelation that we now have. So they're going to they're 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 going to try to stonewall and then they're going to do what they are best known for which is deflect attention, try to create some kind of a crisis so that we look elsewhere. I want you to think back from a couple of weeks ago when Jamie Comer on the Oversight Committee announced that we do know that the Chinese Communist Party, there's documentation showing that they have paid over a million dollars to the Biden family through these variety of LLCs. What happened that same day? What, what happened the same day that he made that announcement? If you'll remember, it was leaked that the district attorney in New York was going to indict President Trump. So this is just exactly like the 51 Intel, uh, allegedly intelligent, <laughs> intelligence officials who, who signed that letter. All of this is about deflection. So the moment that there was going to be something that was revealed about the Bidens that the mainstream media was actually going to have to cover, you had a leak of the of the of the situation in New York City. Well, that indictment is totally bogus. We know that it was a cut and paste job for 34 different counts. He doesn't have the jurisdiction. It's most likely going to be thrown out. He won't be uh, President Trump won't be prosecuted. But what that did is it gave the mainstream media the ability to deflect attention from the Bidens. So what do I think is going to happen with this situation with Blinken? I think you're going to continue to see more crises. You're going to see more leaks. You're going to see uh, more of a situation of please follow the bouncy, the shiny bouncing ball over there. But I think the American people are becoming wise to that. I know that I am. I know that any time you have them come out, uh, why would they leak that they were going to indict Donald Trump? They didn't even uh, they didn't even file the papers for another 10 days. Why did they leak it when they leaked it? They leaked it because they had to deflect attention from Comer's work and it worked. Uh, the press won't cover it. So that's what I think you're going to see is a continuing effort to try to avoid having him answer for what he did. But, you know, I'm like a dog with a bone. We're going to keep going after this. We've got to expose what these corruptocrats have done. Well, these corruptocrats, as you call them, have done a lot of damage to this country already. Uh, the massive spending, the omnibus bill, which Mitch McConnell, and I want to keep this in front of everybody. Senator Mitch McConnell, the majority leader, went along with and made it possible for the 118th Congress not to be able to exercise budgetary control and influence and direction which was its responsibility because of the omnibus bill that he agreed to and the massive spending bills, including the Inflation Reduction Act uh, and other uh, various spending uh, bills. Uh, it, the country is is just mired now in debt, uh, deficits uh, that are going to run $1.5 trillion in this fiscal year that will run $2 trillion. Think about this, folks. 
$2 trillion a year for years to come unless something can be done. The Republicans want to shut that down. They think that the way to get there is through uh, exercising uh, good judgment and uh, and leverage uh, over the White House in the debt ceiling. Uh, I would, at this point, Congresswoman, I, I don't know how that's going. I know that McCarthy has, has said to Biden, let's negotiate, and Biden has said, you go where? Uh, where are we today? So uh, one of the things that we're trying to do, and I support this approach, we are going to be taking up, I believe it's tomorrow, the Limit Save Grow Act, and that's with the House of Representatives. And there's a lot of really good things in this bill. H.R. 1, our entire energy bill, is included in, in this proposal. Uh, there's quite a bit uh, in terms of limiting future spending. So you talked about the omnibus spending bill. That was done by the U.S. Senate, including with 18 Republicans, to prevent the more conservative House of Representatives from being able to rein in spending. And so I'm pretty angry about that, too. Lou, I'm glad that you mentioned that because more people need to know that the Republicans sold us down the river on that one as well. But we're also looking at saving taxpayer money and we're looking at growing the economy by introducing things like the RAINS Act, which would limit the kind of overreach that we see from these bureaucracies in Washington, D.C., one of the things to keep in mind when you throw your numbers out there is the first trillion dollar budget was in the late 1980s. That was the first trillion dollar budget. That was a little over 30 years ago. And we are now where we have a president that just inter just submitted a seven trillion dollar budget. So what does that tell you about the expansion of government? And I keep saying, look, if a bigger government is spending more money, solve the problems. We wouldn't have any problems, would we? I mean, the fact is, is that this overspending is creating the problems, inflation. Uh, it is, it's empowering people to go out and try to destroy our small businesses. It's affecting the middle class. It's, it's reducing our standard of living. Hell, it's reducing the, our life expectancy because of the bad policies coming out of Washington, D.C. So obviously overspending and spending more and, and stockpiling more power in D.C. and laundering more money through D.C. isn't the solution. We've got to find a different paradigm and we need to take power and get it back to the states and we need to stop empowering people like Joe Biden with giving him just literally a blank check to make every bad policy can, he can possibly think of. Well, it's it is a battle that the Republicans haven't won in seven tries, by my count, and I I think you know I I urge the Republican Party not to to get into this fight. But once you're in it, I'm all for you. Uh, I I will do everything to support uh, the Republican Party in in this. Uh, I just hope that there is uh, there is some magic sauce that the leadership of the GOP in the House can find to win it. Uh, because it's that critical. You're correct about the future of the republic. And by the way, my straight line extrapolation for what you just said is the budget uh, 40 years hence, uh, if we follow this straight line extrapolation from the 80s, will be an excess of $50 trillion just just for the uh, the budget of the United States. Uh, we have an absurd. economy that's only half that size right now. Uh, that, it's, this it's is absurd. madness. It is madness. We're the largest debtor nation in world history. We need to knock it off. Congresswoman Harriet Hagman. She is the representative of the great state of Wyoming. And folks, I think you're probably like me. You're awfully grateful that Wyoming uh, sent her to us uh, in Washington, D.C. Congresswoman, thanks for being with us. We thank you so much and God bless you.
Thank you, Lou. God bless you as well. Congresswoman Hagman, a star in the 118th Congress, and she's also on the Natural Resources Committee, and she chairs the Indian and Insular Affairs Subcommittee. And thank you, everybody, for being with us. I want to share with you our quotation of the day now. With all that's happening these days, lawsuits against free speech, the powerful preempting free expression, and too few speaking truth to power. Today's quotation is from Benjamin Franklin. Franklin said this, Without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom, and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. From Benjamin Franklin. And our guest Monday is Congressman Jim Jordan, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee and the Weaponization of Government Subcommittee. That's Monday. Please join us. Until then, have a great weekend. Look for our update over the weekend, and thank you for joining us. God bless you, and God bless America.